today on the Rita Made Me Do It show. One thing that I see time and time again is the desire to stay comfortable. But this desire to stay comfortable holds so many entrepreneurs back and and they're held back for the same reason. It's really uncomfortable to take many of the actions that are necessary to build a successful business. Things like contacting brand new people, promoting yourself, and promoting yourself frequently, asking for the sale, raising your prices, which is something we've been talking about in the past few episodes, getting on video, so many things that are required to build a successful and sustainable business. They just don't feel good. They're really uncomfortable. But instead of just embracing the discomfort and kind of working through it and sitting in it, so many people just keep reading and learning and consuming in hopes of finding this like magic formula, the magic way to get the results that they want in a way that won't make them uncomfortable. But here's the thing. The more that you consume, then the more strategies kind of become apparent to you, the more potential actions there are to take, the more tactics there are to choose from. And so then the more options you have, the more overwhelmed that you become. And the more overwhelmed you are, the more that you doubt that you really are going to choose the right action. You start doubting that you even have all of the information you need to choose an action at all. And what that does is it just leads you right back into more consumption. And all of that consumption, it serves as a really nice distraction from having to, and you guys know this quote of mine, conjure up that fear-conquering energy that is really, really necessary to take these actions that turn focus towards you. When you take all of these uncomfortable actions, the focus turns inward back on yourself. And that is really uncomfortable. So that's why we stay stuck in this cycle of never-ending learning. We learn, more options reveal themselves to us. The more options that there are, the more we feel like we have to learn because we doubt that we really can choose the right strategy. And we stay stuck over and over. Also, we don't have to feel discomfort. But you need to learn how to embrace discomfort so that you can move forward. So how do you do that? How do you embrace discomfort so that you're moving your business forward despite this kind of default wiring to remain comfortable, to stay safe? Because to grow a successful business, you have to be good at that. And what really makes that easy is for you to learn the skill or the skills that are involved with creating what I call radical change. Because if you can embrace, if you understand what creating radical change means and how to do it, then you're able to quickly move out of your own way so that you make decisions and you make decisions that are in the true best interest of your business, which, spoiler alert, guys, (laughs) decisions that are in the best interest of your business aren't always the decisions that are in your individual best interest. Now, I'm going to talk about that and what it all means and how you can do it so that you're able to get out of your own way and make decisions that are in the best interest of your business, moving it forward in a big way on today's episode of the Rita Made Me Do It show. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because, because of Rita, because of Rita I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach. Also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and blogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. People come to me often thinking that they have a sales problems. So we talked about this in the last episode, actually, right? People who come to me thinking that they have a pricing problem. If they could just figure out the magic formula for pricing their products and services, then their business would dot, dot, dot. Or they think that they have a sales problem. Like if I could just learn the art of closing a sale or overcoming a specific objection, 
then my business would take off. My business would succeed. Or if I could just get marketing right, if I could learn the art of digital marketing, if I could learn the algorithms, or if I could learn, you know, how to hack that social media site, then, boy, then, oh, then, will everything really be on its way? So people come to me thinking that they have these sales problems, these marketing problems, these strategy problems, these pricing problems, but really, it's not any of that. I mean, sometimes, yes, guys. I mean, I just did like two episodes before this one about pricing and raising your rates. And so, yes, sometimes it's a pricing problem. Sometimes it's a sales problem. But I'm talking about overall, the majority of people who approach me saying, hey, I have a sales problem and I need you to help me with it. Or, hey, I have a marketing problem and I need you to help me with it. It's not that at all. It's it's not a sales problem. It's not a marketing problem. What they have is a stopping problem. And it's a stopping problem because they've gotten in their own way. They've gotten in their own way and they've blocked movement. They've blocked forward progress. They stop. And so that's what we're talking about today. How do you tangibly, what does it mean to tangibly? You hear this a lot. Just get out of your own way. Well, if you just got out of your own way, you're the one in your way. Just get out of your way. But how? How do you do that in a tangible way so that you can achieve these results and have the impact that you want to have in your business? Think of something in your business that you want to do that for whatever reason right now, you're not doing it. So it could be things like getting your LinkedIn profile together. It could be creating a Facebook Live. It could be using a new feature on Instagram. It could be networking at a certain event. It could be uh, applying to speak to a specific group. It could be even offering a free resource or a free masterclass. It could be sending out a newsletter. Uh, whatever it is, putting an offer out there. We're approaching the holidays and and we're talking about, you know, holiday offers and, and things like that. So wh- whatever it is, I mean, it could even be just asking a mentor to talk with you. It could be asking a fellow entrepreneur to be like, a biz bestie or an accountability partner. It could be hiring a coach, but whatever the thing is, think about it. But for whatever reason, you're just not doing it. I want you to think about that. Hold on to that and think about that as we work through the rest of this episode. Okay, so you're holding on in your head to, or maybe you've written it down on a piece of paper to this thing that you're not moving forward. Before we kind of move on, I want to say that this topic, this concept of getting out of your own way, uh, learning how to create radical change, what it means, and how learning the skills of creating radical change is exactly what will allow you to work through discomfort instead of getting stopped, instead of getting stopped by it. This is a topic that is really near and dear to my heart because There's kind of like, I'll call it before radical change and then after radical change. Everything before I learned how to do this was, you know, okay. My life was okay. It was good enough, but I was with the wrong people. As you've heard before, like I was dating the wrong guy. I was in the wrong career. Like on paper, my life was great, but like in reality, it wasn't really what I wanted, right? But I was going through the motions. I was showing up. I was doing the thing and it was good. But after this, after learning all about, and I didn't even know I was learning about it at the time, right? So this is all connecting the dots backwards. But after learning what I needed to do to create this radical change so that I could work through everything that was stopping me from having the life, the job, the love that I wanted to have, every single thing changed. So I was, for those of you who don't know, I started my career, like my professional career as an attorney. I was working as a business and a real estate attorney for about 13 years. And then I went into date coaching. Now, that's a pretty radical change, right? But for 13 years, I stayed stuck, stagnant in a job that I didn't love, that I was good at, but I was not performing my best at because I did not love the job. And I just wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. So for 13 years, I stayed there. But suddenly, right, this concept of radical change that we're going to talk about, I was able to leave my life as a lawyer to become a dating coach. That's a really radical change. And then from date coaching, by the end of that first year, I transitioned full-time into business strategy and sales coaching, another radical change. And then I made some incremental changes along the way to that job. So, you know, changing the name of my business, changing my offerings, changing my pricing, like all of these incremental changes along 
the way. And I have recently, I just announced the other day, I've recently made, I don't know that it's a, it is a change, but I don't want you to freak out because it's not changing anything about Rita made me do it. So if this is the first time you've heard about it, just deep breaths. I'm gonna, (laughs) I'm gonna tell you about it here at the end, right? But I've created another radical change. My friend Paul Brunson, many of you have heard him on this podcast before. If not, please hop back to episodes two and three where I interview Paul, talk about Paul. I mean, they're really incredible episodes, but here's what you need to know. Paul runs a very successful, he runs multiple companies, and he asked me if I would be the managing director of his company, Better With Paul Connect, which helps uh, business owners take their ideas to companies that are creating over $1 million in profit. And after some consideration, I think I'm going to do a future episode about how I made this decision. I said yes. Now, it is not changing anything about Rita Made Me Do It LLC. Rita Made Me Do It LLC is still going to give all the coaching, all the training, all the education. I'm still working with clients and private uh, coaching capacities, and my group programs are staying the same, and I'm still speaking across the world, and I'm still doing, you know, every my podcast, obviously, and I'm still doing everything. It hasn't changed. In fact, Rita Made Me Do It LLC is on track this year to have its most profitable high-performing year ever. So nothing is changing there. I will, in a future episode, tell you, number one, why I was able to do this. How can I run a thriving business that's generating multiple six figures and have time to also run another company? Like, that's going to be an episode for the future. And also, you know, why did I do it? So I'll include that in that episode and more. But I want you to know everything about Rita Made Me Do It, LLC. Staying the same, guys not going anywhere. In fact, it's only going to get better because the opportunities, the access, the resources that I'm going to have from the work that I do um, over with Better with Paul Connect, it's going to be a direct benefit to all of you, to everyone in the Read and Made Me Do It community. So things are only going to get better, not just for my business, but for the impact that I'm able to make, for everything that I'm able to offer and provide to my community so that you can all build really rewarding businesses, so that you can all go and leave a legacy, okay? But I felt like I needed to qualify that. I needed to explain that because I did. I just said yes. Uh, In addition to running my own company, I will be the managing director of your company. That's another radical change. And I got all of these same questions that I've always gotten asked along the way. Like, how? How did you leave such a stable career as an attorney and just jump into date coaching? And what was it that made you, you know, or allows you, or how were you able to so easily pivot from date coaching into business coaching? And, you know, all of these changes that I've made along the way, every time I make a change to my prices or my business model or the name of my company, I get the same questions. But Rita, how are you able to do that so quickly, so clearly? Like, how are you able to, to execute and implement that, you know, without hesitation or re- this whole, the whole thing with um, taking on the managing director position for better with Paul? I got some of the same questions from a few of my you know, like my my trusted advisors, my uh, my friends, right? My entrepreneur friends and some mentors who I talked this through with. I mean, yes, I talked it through. I thought about it. I had a decision-making process and it came out as a yes. And people are like, how did you know that this was the right thing? How do you know that this isn't, that this is going to be in the benefit of your business? Like Rita, how, 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 right? There's a lot of questions about the, the how. But one thing that I realized, one thing that I realized when I was really, really digging into this, when I was really digging into, you know, how did I do it? How did I go from business attorney to dating coach and then dating coach into business strategist and add on this new kind of arm of of my business? Like, how did I do it all? And the one thing, the one thing that all of these decisions, all of these pivots, all of these moments had in common was that I was able to easily and quickly get out of my own way. I was able to quickly like move through. It's not that I didn't feel fear or doubt or hesitation, but I knew how to move through it in the fastest way possible. 
Now, that's not what I thought I was going to find when I said, because I, when you guys ask me questions, I literally sit down with all of my data, all of my notes, everything I have, my whole history of all my business stuff, and I look to really find, well, what did I do? And I kept looking for, well, what did I learn? What was the thing that I learned? What was the information that I learned? What did I study? What, what was the skill? What was the knowledge that I gained, like textbook knowledge that enabled me to leave the law and become a dating coach? And then I was looking again, like, well, what was that knowledge? What was that thing? What was that information that allowed me to just know that I could easily and, and that it was the right decision to transition from date coaching to business coaching? And, you know, even recently, it's like some when somebody asked me, it was like, well, what book? What thing? What thing, Rita? What thing did you help you? What documentary? What, what was it? What skill? What ability? What knowledge allowed you to kind of know that this decision to work with Paul Brunson was also going to be positive and beneficial. And at the end of the day, again, at the end of the day, it wasn't about any of that. It wasn't information. It wasn't knowledge. It wasn't a skill. I mean, it wasn't a specific piece of textbook information. It was not a specific skill. So what was it? When I traced it back, when I look back, and this isn't going to be a complete you know, surprise to any of you because I've, I've shared this story before, but it all really stems from the 35 Dates and 35 Days project that I that I participated in, that I did, right, that I created for myself. Now, the, the story that I've shared in the past is how I was in a long-term relationship for five years, and the guy that I was dating broke up with me, and it felt very sudden. It was a terrible breakup. But after that breakup, I had this revelation that I had been in five long-term relationships in my life. I had been in these relationships, and the only thing that these five relationships had in common The only two things, number one, all of the relationships ended. That was something that they all had in common. And number two, me. I was the other thing that all of these ended relationships had in common. And so it was in that moment that I was like, I need to figure out why. What what is it that keeps happening? What do I need to do differently to keep this from happening? So that was really the first moment. How am I going to do this differently? And I thought, should I, should I meet, should I read a new book? <laughs> should, you know, I mean, I, here I am with this big revelation. Okay. Big revelation. Like I know that I'm the only thing that these guys have in common and that these relationships ended and that I don't want this to keep happening. And so something needs to change. I need to do something differently. What am I going to do? How am I going to figure out what I should do differently? And that's when it's like, well, should I read a new, should I read a book about new ways to meet people? Should I read up on like what clothes to wear? Should I change my hair? Should I figure out communication and how to flirt? I remember going, should I learn how to flirt? Should I learn what to say? Um, you know, maybe I should read that book. What was a book that was hot at the time? Uh, Men are from Mars and women are for, from Venus. And, you know, if I read that book, then I'm going to know how to date better. And and then I had this moment while all of this was swirling around in my head, and I was like, "This is ridiculous." And I, I when I was looking, I literally had lists. I, I'm looking at the old book. I have this big black book with like a red binding, and I wrote all of this down in it. And I I see where I wrote the word "stop." And I was like, this is ridiculous because the truth really is I had been reading and learning about dating, I mean, almost since elementary school, guys, right? Like, I mean, back then I had Teen Beat Magazine. I don't know if any of you remember Teen Beat Magazine, um, but <laughs> if you know what it is, I'd love to know that you do. Feel free to email me and say you also had Teen Beat Magazine. But you know, Teen Beat Magazine was like a magazine about celebrities for girls that had, you know, these posters that you could put on your wall. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. So some posters were like centerfolds. It's, it sounds ridiculous when you, when I'm talking about it here. Some were just like regular right pictures, but you could put them up on your wall. They made them to rip out and put on your wall. Like, my wall, guys, back in the day when I was in elementary school, it was cluttered with Teen Beat pullouts like photos of Kirk Cameron and the then young Leonardo DiCaprio, Growing Pains era when, when he was on the show Growing Pains and Menudo and just whatever. So like I had all of these posters, but 
in the magazine, there were articles and the articles were kind of, you know, about dating and guys, a few of them. And so I was reading about it. And then, of course, I kind of moved on. I moved on to junior high and high school. And I kept reading about relationships in all of these books and all of these magazines. You know, Seventeen Magazine. I remember that. Seventeen Magazine was really, was really big. And every now and then I'd peek at my mom's Cosmopolitan, right? But I mean, really... Oh, almost all of my life I have been in some way re- watching 90210, watching all of these shows on TV. Now, I'm not talking about the accuracy of the information that I had been consuming all of my life around dating and relationships, okay? So let's not judge the accuracy of the information. But the fact was, I had been reading about and learning about dating and relationships and boys and just consuming pretty much my whole life around that topic all the way up to where I was when I was having this moment, this big revelation, which was right when I was about to turn 35, And so here I was having this revelation about me being the common denominator between all of these, you know, ended relationships. And I was about to jump into that cycle again. What could I read? What could I learn so that I could date better, so I could be a better partner, so I could find a better guy? But again, the reality is I've been doing that all of the time. I mean, 1994 is when the internet really started to like happen and I was in college. So I even had access to that. And, you know, definitely since that time, just no new amount of information was going to be the fix. But my mind defaulted to, well, I need to learn this. I need to learn this so when I go out, I'm I'm actually interacting with the right people. I need to learn this so that when I go out, I'm meeting the right partner. I need to learn this so that I'm using the right dating site. I need to learn this so that I have more of a chance, right? How many of you have ever felt like that before about anything? Which is, well, I... I need to do something different, so I need to read about it. I need to learn about it. I'm going to watch videos about it. I'm going to read articles about it. I'm going to watch documentaries about it. I'm going to sit in clubhouse rooms and social audio rooms and listen about it. I'm going to download free resources about it. I mean, let's be honest. I'm saying here, yeah, like that's what I was doing about dating. I was going to, you know, I was minutes away. from Mars, guys. I was going, men are from Mars and women are from Venus, all of that stuff. And I was just like, wait a minute. I already really do know almost everything there is to know about dating. It's just said in different ways. So no new amount of information was going to have me get a different result with dating. The only thing that was going to have me experience a different result with dating was by actually doing something differently. And the only way that I could actually know what to do differently would be to examine myself. I had to examine the things I was doing and why I was doing this. Like out of all of the information I had consumed across this whole portion of my life, why had I come across what I believed was good or bad, what I believed was right or wrong, what I was doing every, you know, up until that moment, I had to examine my actions. I had to admit it in that moment that it was no longer about the information that was keeping me from doing something. It wasn't a lack of knowledge, right? So it was a fact that I wasn't outright applying the knowledge, that I learned all of this stuff and I just wasn't doing it, that I had learned it and decided not to do it, or I wasn't doing it well, or I wasn't doing it consistently, and I needed to figure out, well, what was I doing or not doing and why? How was I reacting to situations? What were my habits? How was I showing up? And it's just like that in our in our business. It's the habits. It's the things we're doing. It's how we are showing up as a person. What have you decided you can do and you can't do? What have you decided you will do or you won't do? What have you decided isn't the right way to run a business and you've decided this is the right way to run a business? What have you decided is scary? What have you decided is easy? Like All of these are just your decisions, your thoughts. For you to uncover why right, why that is and why you're doing certain things and not doing certain things, showing up in certain ways, feeling certain ways, having reactions to things like when you, how many of you, I know you guys do, when you hear uh, people talk or you hear podcasts or people on Clubhouse or Facebook Lives or you read posts, you have reactions to some of them immediately. Like, that's not the right way to think. Oh, that's a bad way to run your business, right? So why? Why are these your reactions to them? 
Well, that means you have to examine yourself. No amount of textbook studying is going to reveal all of those answers to you. The thing you have to study is you. I mean, think about it. Let's take an example even that I had to work on someone with uh, not too long ago, right? But, you know, someone who was like, hey, I want to be a guest on a podcast and wasn't taking action on getting these guest spots on a podcast. And when I asked why, she said, well, I don't don't know how to do it. (laughs) Like, that's why, Rita. I don't know how to do it. If I knew how to do it, I'd be doing it. I'm like, no, 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 no. It might be true. She might not really know how to do it, but we have the internet. We have YouTube. We have coaches. We have training. She could have Googled it. She could have bought a class on it. She could have hired someone to do it for her. She could have hired someone to teach her how to do it. There was easy access to the information to learn what she needed to do. So why wasn't she doing it? Why wasn't she getting the information? And then she told me, well, I did get some of the information, Rita. I downloaded like this free thing. I went to this podcast editor site. I was reading their list and I was like, okay, cool. So why aren't you doing it? So even if you're like, Rita, no, truly, this thing that I wrote down at the beginning of your episode, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how. Cool. Why haven't you figured it out? (laughs) Why haven't you figured it out? There is no barrier to you figuring this out. I just listed all the ways that you could. So why haven't you done that? That's you getting in your own way. You are not going out to get the information. You're not hiring the coach. You're not taking the training. You're not reading through all the things. You're not watching the videos all the way through, whatever it is. Or you are, but you're not doing it. And so you're still getting in your own way, right? So you see the thing that you're not doing is you getting in your own way, whether it's that you don't have the information, but you're not doing what you need to do to get the information, or you have the information, but you're still just not doing it. So it's not lack of information. Sometimes you need the information, but why aren't you going quickly and speedily and whatever it is to go get this information. We can all get the information. I mean, you're listening to this podcast to get information. And here's the thing. A lot of you are going to learn about creating radical change. You are going to learn tangible steps to take to move the needle forward in your business. And the question will be, are you going to do it? Are you going to get in your own way and not implement all of this? That's usually where it all ties back to. We aren't taking action. We aren't moving things forward because we are getting in our own way because we're scared. You might be scared about what you're going to look like on a video or how you're going to sound or I don't know what I'm doing. What will I look like to other people? What will I sound like to other people? What if I get the information wrong? What if I dot, 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 right? So it's scary. And when we connect all these dots, right, scary, uncomfortable, new actions, it doesn't feel safe. And our brain says, don't do it. And so it's going to find all the reasons for you not to do it. And those reasons are going to sound like, well, I don't know how. I just don't know how, Rita, (laughs) if I knew how, right? And then we stay stuck in this loop. So sure, like I said, you could go read, you know, how to do a Facebook Live or how to start a podcast, but there is going to come a point where you have to implement the information. And that means for you to be able to easily do that, for you to know why you haven't done that so far, you have to study yourself. You have to study yourself, but we don't like to. We don't like to study ourselves. We don't like to sit with ourselves. We don't like to learn about ourselves and see our habits. And But this is it. This is the missing piece, the one missing piece to getting the results that you want is doing all of these uncomfortable things, being able to take the action and implement it to get out of your own way. So then back to these things that you're getting in your own way about whatever you wrote down, whatever other things you can write down that you're not taking action on, it's simply more comfortable to never start to just not do it. That's why, again, oh, I can't do, I can't start a podcast. I don't, I don't know how. I need to figure it out. I don't have equipment. I need to figure out what equipment to buy. <laughs> I don't know what equipment to buy. I don't know how to map out an episode. I don't know how to, I mean, I'm using that as an example. Your thing is obviously different, but it's just going to be much more comfortable to never start than it is to start and have to sit in discomfort and work through discomfort. So we avoid. We avoid the things that make us uncomfortable. And how do we avoid them? We usually avoid them 
by consuming and reading about it because we're hoping again, oh, that we'll find the information that will make us feel comfortable, that makes whatever is feeling uncomfortable feel good, feel comfortable, or the secret information we need to do this in a way that won't ever feel uncomfortable at all, right? So, you know, I'm worried about, you know, podcasts. I'm worried about being a guest on a podcast. I feel resistance to doing it, or I'm worried about starting a podcast. I feel resistance to do it. Like, that's scary, but I really want to do it. If that's true, then the chances are you're going to default to reading about podcasting. You're going to read articles and books and all kinds of things about getting on podcasts, buying equipment, starting, you know, whatever it is, right? You're going to read all about it. But again, as I said at the beginning, when you read things, there are going to be so many different ways that you can approach things. Everybody's got an idea, right? There are tons of experts in every area, and there's so much information out there that you're going to get a million choices on how to approach any one thing. You're going to get a million choices for what you can do in any area and how you can go about doing it. So when you start reading about it, you're going to get overwhelmed. And when you get overwhelmed, you're going to start doubting yourself. You're going to be like, well, out of all of these options, I don't know. Overwhelm leads to doubt. And so when you're like, I don't, I don't know. There's so many different ways that I could do this. There's so many microphones I could buy. And there, what if I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's the right one. I don't know. I'm going to doubt myself, right? And when you doubt yourself, you're not going to take any action. And when you don't take any action, then you're like, oh my gosh, well, I need to learn. <laughs> I need to learn how to do this. I need to learn. I need to learn more. And you're going to go right back into consuming and reading more. And in this situation, it's more about podcasts. And the reason that you're doing that is you're hoping again that eventually one thing that you read will tell you that missing thing. There's the secret. There you go. That's the thing that's going to make all of this feel comfortable. Like, look, I learned blank. Insert something into the blank. And once I learned it, then I felt good, right? And I was able to do it. Not not true. That's just not the way that it works. It's not, well, once I learn about this, then it'll just be super easy and effortless to get on video or to record my voice and be able to apply it. And once I know this information, then I'm going to feel fine and I'm not going to feel uncomfortable. Like, so I keep reading and I keep hoping and I keep hoping I find that thing. Like, no, guys, <laughs> you're still going to feel really uncomfortable. And then you're going to be like, oh, well, now I really can't do it. Now you're going to go try to find another way to do it. You're like, oh, well, I guess that wasn't the way. Now I've got to find another way and you're just going to be in that cycle. You're going to stay stuck in that cycle. And really what's happening is that there has become like this idea that discomfort should be treated like it's negative. How many of you have heard in marketing, like, and I have said this before, but I also clarify my meaning, <laughs> you know, just uh, build your business with ease, right? I'm like, no, no, no. Ease means it's not complicated. It doesn't mean it's not going to feel difficult, right? But other people who are marketing this are like, you should never feel bad. You should love what you do. You should always feel good about what you do. And if there's ever a moment of discomfort or not feeling good about it, then don't do it. Don't do it. Light, you know, don't do it if it doesn't light you up and make you feel good. But, you know, then so many people start telling themselves that every Everything that they do in business should feel good. And I hear that so much like, oh, well, Rita, that doesn't feel good to me. Or, hey, like, that doesn't feel good. Now, there's some things that are like against your values, right? Against your core values. And it is, it's not just going to feel bad in your head. It's going to feel bad like in your soul, so don't do those things. But if it just kind of feels bad in your head, if it's starting to bring up anxiety, if it just doesn't feel fun, you're still going to say, well, I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't do it. And you're going to start following that advice. But I think that doing that, I think that doing that is such a disservice because there is a very, very, very big difference between doing things that are against your values and doing things that are simply, you know, not feeling good, right? There's a big difference between that. I mean, when you're growing, you're going to have to grow each and every time through a period of discomfort. And I think the way that marketing has taken a turn, and I think all of the language around this concept and around this idea, because that's what people want to hear. I mean, who doesn't want to hear, just don't do it? 
Who doesn't want to hear total permission to not do it, guys? Total permission to not do it because it doesn't make you feel good. Like, of course, people want to hear that. Just, you know, find the way that just feels good to you. Well, then you're just going to keep searching and searching and searching. But this is what companies and coaches and all kinds of people want you to fall into the trap of. They want you to fall into the consumption trap. They want you to buy their next class, buy their next product, read their next book, just try the next thing. So they're kind of setting you up to fail when they say, oh, like, well, here's the secret you just didn't know about, right? And you're going to keep consuming, hoping you find the secret, hoping you find the simple solution to solve your problem, but it's not there because the problem that you're really trying to solve is discomfort and moving through discomfort. And I know there are people out there going, no, Rita, no, 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 that's not my problem. It's not discomfort, right? It's that, again, I don't know how to do a podcast, but we've already kind of shown how, nope, it's still you getting in your own way and it's still discomfort and that's the problem. But the reason that it's not comfortable is internal. It's nothing you're gonna be able to read about in a book, right? It's not something that, A, you even really necessarily have to fix because discomfort isn't bad. Do you see what I'm saying? So you're going to feel discomfort and think, oh, that's a problem. That's what's stopping me. That's the problem. So I have to fix it. And you don't have to fix it. So I want to say this again to clarify it. You're going to feel like This discomfort that you feel is a negative thing. And you are going to say, well, it is. Rita, you just said it's because I feel uncomfortable that I'm stopping. And because I'm stopping, that's a problem. And I need to solve the problem. (laughs) So I'm going to consume to stop, you know, to find the problem. But here's the thing. Feeling uncomfortable, feeling discomfort is not a problem in that it's nothing that needs to be fixed. So here's where I'm giving you permission, guys. I'm giving you permission to stop consuming stuff. If you want permission to do or not do something, I'm giving you total permission to stop consuming in order to keep trying to find the way that will make it all feel good and make it all feel comfortable because everything simply can't and it won't. So again, don't do anything against your beliefs or your morals or your values, but instead of being like, I have to fix this so that I don't feel uncomfortable. I have to fix this so that everything feels good. I have to find the secret, the method, the strategy that will allow me to do that. No. What you need to learn is how to sit in discomfort. You need to learn how to be okay with feeling uncomfortable. You need to learn how to move through it. And that's not easy. So now we're going to talk about how you do that. So like back to my 35 dates project or whatever you want to call it, right? The 35 dates scenario where I where I realized, okay, I was broken up with and I'm the common denominator and all of these ended relationships and I need to study myself. But the only way I can study me because I'm in my own way, so I have to study myself and I know everything there is to know about dating and relationships and communication. Remember, I've read everything out there, but I'm in my own way because I'm not doing it all, right? I'm not implementing this. I'm not trying anything new. I keep staying with my same old, same old, same old. That's why I'm the common denominator. So I have to study me and I can't read about me in a book at least not yet, right? If you know of any books out there about me, please let me know, right? But I can't. I can't read about me in a book. So how was I going to learn about me? I had to do things that were uncomfortable. I had to put myself in uncomfortable situations around people that were new, that it was uncomfortable for me to be around. I had to do things that were new, that were uncomfortable for me to do, which is why I decided to celebrate my 35th birthday by going on 35 dates in 35 days with guys who I didn't know. I didn't know anything about them. I didn't know their age or their race or what they did for the for you know a living. I had them pick the activities so that I would do things I would normally not do, meet people I would normally not meet, so I had to be really uncomfortable because that was the only way I was going to have these habits come out and show show themselves to me and these reactions, have these reactions come out and these thoughts and these judgments and all of that so that I could study them and then ask myself, well, why is that happening in this situation? Why is that my default thought? Why is that my default belief? Why was that my default reaction. Like, why am I acting this way? Where is it coming from? And then I was able to ask, is that serving me? Is my reaction, is my habit, is my thought, is my judgment, is that serving me and getting me towards the results I want? 
yes or no? And if no, I was able to tweak it. So I knew that's what I had to do. I had to study me. And so for all of you out there who are like, well, I want to send a newsletter or I want to be on a podcast or I want to raise my rates, right? Or I want to be on a Facebook Live or I want to speak on a stage and and you're not doing these things, but you're saying you want to. And they're all wonderful things, but they're all scary things or at least they're new things. That means you're going to have to, you know, kind of like walk for the first time like a baby. You're going to have to take some steps that are unfamiliar to you, and it's just not going to be comfortable, and you're going to get stuck in this consumption loop to find a way to do the things in a way that feels comfortable. Instead of saying, wait a minute, I have all the information, or at least I have all the access to the information, and I'm either still not accessing the information, or if I have all the information, I'm not doing it. So the only thing you haven't studied The only thing keeping you from doing this is you. And the only way you can study you to do everything I just said is to start doing it. And then as you do it, you can study yourself and you can improve. You can improve your mindset. You can improve your habits. You can improve your consistency. You can improve your whatever. But the only way you can get to all of that is by studying yourself. And the only way that you can study yourself is by starting the thing, meaning you have to allow yourself to feel discomfort. You have to allow yourself to feel uncomfortable as you're working through it to get to the other side. And then eventually you will. You'll get to the other side and you'll feel comfortable. Or along the way, you'll truly decide from that real place that it's not right for you, but it won't be from a place of fear. So now we're getting to the tangible stuff because you know, how, how do you do that? I, I'll say that there are kind of like six six things I'm going to briefly review, six tangible actions that you can take. Because you know, it's not as easy as just like, okay, how do I get out of my own way? Well, I just just step aside. And now it's going to be easy to do this thing. The only way to feel comfortable with what makes you uncomfortable is to do it. But you're going to feel uncomfortable. So how do you do it so that you can study yourself from it, right? You still have to start it. So number one, step one, You have to acknowledge openly that you're feeling discomfort. You can't hide behind the wrong problem. The wrong problem being, well, I don't know how to do it or I'm unsure of whatever, right? Like it has to be the truth. And now we know the truth is I'm feeling discomfort. I'm feeling discomfort. That's why I haven't gone to really get the information or that's why I'm not fully implementing the information. I feel discomfort. So you have to acknowledge it. But the way you do it is say it out loud. I am feeling uncomfortable about dot, dot, dot. So I'm feeling uncomfortable about applying to be a guest on podcasts, or I'm feeling uncomfortable about posting on social media. I'm feeling uncomfortable about doing an Instagram live. I'm feeling uncomfortable about raising my prices. Whatever it is, I'm feeling uncomfortable about dot, dot, dot. That's step number one. And then step number two You have to own your truth about that. So what this means is you have to get to the real fear because the thing, again, that false excuse that's been keeping you from taking action, that's not the real fear. Like I I once had a client tell me, hey, Rita, I want to start a meetup group, but you know, I'm, I I don't like it. I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling fear around starting a meetup group is basically what she said. But I was like, no, no, no. Right. Like, You're feeling, and she actually hadn't said that at first. So she's like, I don't want to, I want to start a meetup group, but I'm not. And I'm like, why do you keep procrastinating on starting a meetup group? And she's like, well, because I just don't know how. I just, I don't know how to do it. And I said, okay, we have to admit that you're just feeling this discomfort. You feel discomfort about dot, 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 step one. So she said, okay, I feel uncomfortable about starting a meetup group. I feel discomfort about starting a meetup group. And I said, no, no, no. Okay, cool. But now we have to move on to step two because that's a lie, right? That's not the real fear. And so the same thing here, like with the podcast episode, right? If we were like, I'm feeling discomfort around starting a podcast episode, or I'm feeling discomfort around um, getting on Facebook Live, or I'm feeling discomfort around, that's actually not true. So step two is to get to the truth. Be honest about what you're really feeling uncomfortable about. It's not the answer you gave. It's not doing a Facebook Live, starting a meetup group applying to be a guest on a podcast, applying to speak. Like, you're not feeling uncomfortable about doing that. So like with the meetup group, to start a meetup group, I told her, I said, look, it's just going on a site and filling out some information on a form. And then it becomes a a bunch of boxes on like a screen. Is that uncomfortable? And she was like, well, no, right? To, uh, 
to start a podcast. It's like you buy some equipment and you record into a microphone and then you have an audio file on your computer. Like, is that uncomfortable? And she's like, well, no. And I'm like, so what are the real things that you're feeling uncomfortable about? And it's like, okay. So in these two examples, right, number one, the meetup group was, well, I'm afraid that people aren't going to come. I'm afraid that people are going to reject me. I'm afraid of dot, 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 other people's opinions and reactions. And it's the same thing about the podcast. It's like, well, I'm afraid that if I put out an episode, no one will listen. So what I'm showing you here is that you will, number one, you need to admit like, I am feeling the thing you're not taking action on. Just say it out loud. I am feeling discomfort about dot, dot, dot. But then step two is, and that is not true. That is not true. I'm not feeling uncomfortable about that thing. I'm feeling uncomfortable about the results that will happen from doing that thing. So now you have to identify what those results are because that's the truth. That's where the discomfort lies. Now, this isn't always easy to do, to talk through and get to the actual true bottom line thing that you're feeling uncomfortable and discomfort around. So you may need some assistance doing that. And if you feel like that's you, then pop me an email to Rita at RitaMimiDoIt.com and we can kind of like email back and forth real quickly just to get you to the real thing that you're feeling discomfort about. Because I want you to get to the real root of the problem so that you can solve the right problem instead of solving the wrong problem. But it usually ties back, right? It usually ties back to things around fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of other people's opinions. But you have to identify what is the real thing. So you have to find the truth around what you're truly feeling discomfort around. So now step three, the way that you move through that now that you know what you're truly, right, what you're truly afraid of is to give yourself or what you're feeling discomfort around. We won't say afraid, right, but the thing you're feeling discomfort around. You have to give yourself evidence. You have to give yourself evidence that that can't happen. Like, I've done it before and it hasn't happened. I've been on a podcast before. I've applied to a podcast before. I've And I've gotten the result that I want. So you have to either give yourself evidence that the true thing you're feeling discomfort around, that rejection, that failure, other people, whatever it is, that that can't happen. Or more likely, you have to give yourself evidence that you can navigate whatever situation does happen. That if you do the thing, if you apply to be on the podcast, if you start the meetup group, if you do the Facebook Live, and the thing you're actually afraid of, the rejection, the failure, the other people's opinions, if those happen, you have to give yourself evidence that you'll be able to successfully navigate those things, and you'll be able to handle it, and you'll be able to get through it to your success. So that's the evidence that you need to find. So look into your past and find either the exact same situation where you did something and and the worst case scenario did happen. There was failure, there was rejection, there was whatever, and you navigated it successfully. And if you can't find the exact same fact pattern, find other areas of your life where you wanted to do something, you had a fear, you did the thing, the worst case scenario kind of happened and you still successfully navigated it. I promise if you sit down and think of all of the times, you'll find the evidence that you need to present yourself with. So then after you do that, right, step four, now you break things down into baby steps. So often we're worried about the end. The end result, we're so worried about it, we never start. And we'll look at the whole scenario and we'll feel really overwhelmed and we won't start. I mean, some of you have heard this story before about my uh, previous client that I had named Cindy. And Cindy was looking for a new job. And she was uh, she found a perfect job in California. And she didn't want to live in California. And so she was already worried about having to move to California so much so that she didn't apply. And I said, no, no, no. Let's just break this down into steps. The first step is to apply. You may or may not get an interview right? So we don't need to worry about moving to California yet. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. So she applied. And then it's like, okay, she did get an interview. So she started freaking out about moving to California. So just because you get the interview doesn't mean you'll get the job, right? And then she had the interview and she got the job offer. And I said, just because you get a job offer doesn't mean you have to take it, right? Long story 
kind of short. She ended up getting the offer. It was going to require her to move to California. And I said, just because you got it doesn't mean you have to say yes. So she turned around. She said no. And they said, well, how about this? How about you just stay living where you live and you come to California once a month? And she was like, yes. And it was she was so focused on the end about, oh, California, and I don't want to live there. And oh, my gosh, the cost of living and all of this stuff that she wasn't even ever going to start. She wasn't going to apply. She wasn't going to start because of the end. She was like, we can't even talk about this because of the end. And I'm like, no, no, no. We don't worry about the end until we get there. You just have to start. So when you break something down into baby steps and really identify that first baby step, it's and then you just go step by step, it's going to be easier to focus on it and take action on it, right? So again, with like a podcast and applying to be a guest on a podcast, it can be, okay, well, the first thing I need to do is just find five podcasts where my audience listens to them. Oh, well, that feels easy. Okay, just because I find the podcasts doesn't mean that I actually have to email the podcasts, right? You see what I'm saying? So number one, right, you have to verbally admit that you're, you are feeling discomfort around dot, dot, dot. Number two, you then have to say, well, I'm not, that's not true. I'm actually not feeling discomfort about dot, dot, dot. I'm feeling discomfort around what could happen as a result of dot, dot, dot. And then number three, you have to give yourself evidence that that result can't happen or if it can, that you're going to be able to successfully navigate it. And after you've shown yourself that evidence, then you break the thing down into baby steps. That's step four. The fifth thing is to celebrate. You need to celebrate not the end result. You need to celebrate these steps. Remember how I said break it down into baby steps? You have to celebrate every step. I mean, really celebrate every step. Oftentimes people think this is ridiculous, but like pop a little, you know, pop a champagne bottle, have a little glass of champagne, take a bubble bath in the middle of the day, like read a chapter of a book for fun, go for a walk, text your friend, whatever. And I can help you with celebrations, right? If you're like, Rita, I have trouble celebrating myself. Email me again at Rita, Rita made me do it.com and let me know and we'll talk about it. But you need to, a one minute dance party, whatever it is, you need to celebrate the actions, right? Because those actions are uncomfortable and you're going to sit in discomfort. So what you want to do is reward yourself because then your brain will equate. It doesn't mean that, that the actions will feel better necessarily, but it means your brain is like, that's cool because we get a reward on the other end. We get a reward on the other side. And it makes it easier to work through discomfort to get to the other side. And the final thing, the final thing to kind of be able to do these things, these big radical things, create this radical change in your business after you've done all of these things, right? So now you've you've identified what you're not taking action on, the thing that will create radical change, the radical change you want to make, the thing that you know will move your life forward. And now you've admitted that you're not doing it. And now you've admitted that it's because of discomfort, but you're not uncomfortable with that thing. You're uncomfortable about what res will result. And so you've shown yourself all the evidence you need, right, to prove to yourself that you can get through it. And then you've broken it down into baby steps so now you're taking the baby steps and you're celebrating along the way. So now you always have to be reminding yourself of the bigger picture, of the bigger why. That's a final step in being able to create radical change. Like I want you when you do this to ripple effect it all the way out. Like maybe you want to start a meetup group like I did when I ran my singles group, right? Why do you want to do it? Well, because if I run a meetup group, then I'm going to get to meet these people. Okay, but why does that matter? Well, if I meet these people, then I'll have friendships. Okay, cool, but why does that matter? Well, if I have you know, I don't, not friendships. Let's even keep it in the business arena, right? Well, if I start this meetup group, if I start this clubhouse club, if I start this Facebook community, whatever it is, then I'm going to meet these people. Well, why does meeting these people matter? Well, because then I'll have a relationship with them. Well, why is the relationship with these people important? Well, because then I can get more clients. Cool. But why is getting more clients important? Well, because then I'm going to make more money. Great. Why is that important? Well, because if I make more money, then I can spend more time with my family. Okay. Why is that important? Well, if I spend more time with my family, I'm going to have a more intimate and deeper and connected marriage. Cool. Why is that important? Well, if I have a more intimate, deeper, connected marriage, right, and a better relationship with my kids 
and I'm going to feel more harmonious. I'm going to feel more peaceful. And, you know, everything ripple effects for me, guys, ending up with me on a mountain in Italy drinking wine. I am always on a mountaintop in Italy somewhere in my ripple effects drinking wine. Now, your end result may be different, but you see what I'm saying. Like, you have to get to the thing that is bigger than the action you're trying to take. You have to get to that bigger picture vision because all of these action steps can feel hugely uncomfortable, even with the reward for doing it, which makes it easier to do it. But that's like on a a micro level. The macro is also wonderful. Like you have to look at the macro, remind yourself of like what you're keeping in sight, journal about it, talk to all the people you know about it, right? Like say it out loud all the time, the bigger vision, what you're really doing, why you're doing it. Like when I reach more people, then I'm going to have more clients. And when I have more clients, I'm going to make an impact in their lives. And when I'm able to create and insert whatever impact you help people do, right? Well, then they are going to, they are going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. And then this ripple effect is going to happen in the community and in the world and dot, 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 right? Like ripple effect all of these things out. Really notice like the real big vision, the real big thing, because these things together are going to be what allows you to work through discomfort to get to the other side and actually create this radical change. Like, I mean, guys, like, If you could end up on a mountaintop in Italy drinking wine, right, isn't it going to be worth just like looking up five podcasts that have your same audience? Isn't it going to be worth emailing one of them to see if they take outside guests, right? If it could lead you to a mountaintop drinking wine? I mean, Rita says yes, right? At least for Rita, Rita says yes. So you're wanting to create radical change. You want a new radical result meaning you're going to have to have a radical change to be able to get to that new result. And you're going to feel uncomfortable. And when you're feeling uncomfortable about doing something, you're going to try to avoid it. You're going to fall into the consumption distraction. You're going to fall into the excuses distraction to try to avoid it. You're going to keep either trying to find a way to do it so that it won't feel uncomfortable, or you're going to try to just avoid it so you don't have to do it, so you don't have to feel uncomfortable. But either way, you're going to try to avoid it, and you're going to problem solve for the wrong thing. You're going to think, well, I have to find a way where this feels great, where this doesn't feel uncomfortable, where this doesn't produce all of these feelings. You're going to think that that's a problem you have to fix, and you're going to start solving for the wrong problem. So you're going to start reading about all the different ways to do it so you can avoid feeling anxious and you can avoid discomfort and you can avoid your cheeks flushing and you can avoid whatever, right? So you have to stop that. No longer do you try to avoid discomfort. You have to embrace it. You have to want to sit in discomfort. And that sounds ridiculous because who wants to sit in discomfort? But you have to be able to say, okay, That's it. I don't need to learn anymore. This thing that I'm not doing, I have access to all the information and I'm just not doing it, right? I either have all the information and I'm not doing it, or I have access to all the information and I'm not going to find it. So it's not the information, right? It's the fact that I'm not doing the things to get the information or to implement the information. So technically, I've learned it all. I could really quickly learn it all. I have to study me and why I'm not doing it. It's me. I'm the common denominator. I have to get out of my own way. So how do I do that? Well, the only way that I can get out of my own way is by starting and studying me and seeing how I react and what I do and what's going on inside of me and adjusting and changing and growing and pivoting and all of that. So I just have to start because starting is going to be the only way that I can get all the data and all the things that I need to study to study myself. So to do that, number one, I have to acknowledge that I'm uncomfortable about something, that it's not lack of information. I'm uncomfortable about something. And then I have to say, but that's not really the thing I'm uncomfortable with, right? It's really kind of the result that could occur from doing this thing or interacting with this thing that I'm uncomfortable with. That's what I'm really uncomfortable about. Then number three, you give yourself evidence, right, that that's not real, that you've done it before and it all worked out. You did something similar before and it all worked out. Or even if what you're worried about happens, you are going to be able to navigate it successfully. Then you break things down into baby steps and then you celebrate each step you take along the way. You reward yourself in all kinds of ways because you're never going to be able to avoid discomfort. So you want to condition your body to want to do it, to want to stay in it, to want to work through it because it gets a treat, right? It gets a treat, whatever your treat is, whatever your celebration is. And then, right, then you have to look at that bigger picture 
vision, the big macro level. Where is all of this getting you ripple affected out, ripple affected out in a big way, and then compare it to the baby step, right? Always compare it to the baby step, the big vision, the big end result to the baby step. This, guys, is how you can embrace radical change. This is how you can tangibly get out of your own way so that you're able to make decisions that are in the best interest of your business. So remember, not lack of information. It's not lack of knowledge. It's just you getting in your own way. But now you have tangible actions, a game plan, a true strategy of easily implementable. And easy doesn't mean it's not going to feel difficult. It just means it's not complicated. So let's say simple, simple things that you can do, six steps that you can take to really work through all of this discomfort so you can make those meaningful changes. You can have that impact. Now, guys, next week, is a holiday here in the United States for when the episode airs. Next week would also be my 100th episode, but, but it's a holiday and I'm taking Thanksgiving off. And I know that many of you listen from around the world and I don't want you to have nothing to listen to. And so recently I just ran a clubhouse room around uh, how to know if you're undercharging and how to stop doing that, how to stop undercharging, and what to do instead. And of course, that is one of the biggest radical changes that like business owners want to make that are it's really difficult to make. But the reason that I'm going to air this for you next week as a bonus episode is because many of you haven't been in Clubhouse yet, and you don't know what my morning room is like. So every morning at 7 a.m., I run a room in Clubhouse, about 7.05 a.m. Eastern. I run a room under my club, Wake Up and Win, in Clubhouse. And we have the best discussions in this room. And some people are like, I don't understand. I'm really not getting what Clubhouse is. So I've decided that next week, on Thursday, on Thanksgiving, instead of episode 100, right, it's going to be a bonus episode, and it's going to be the airing, the unedited airing of this Clubhouse room so that you get an idea of what Clubhouse is about, but also the information that we talked about, the discussion that we had around how to know if you're underpricing, kind of like what our podcast said, but we, because there are other people involved in that discussion, it, it goes beyond what my last episode of my podcast was. And I think you'll really enjoy people's insights and what we talked through in terms of how to stop, how to stop undercharging and what to do instead. And so that'll be next week. And then guys, on December 3rd, is that right? Is that a Thursday? And now I'm going to look at my calendar. You can probably hear my voice changing. No, December 2nd. December 2nd, guys, is going to be episode 100. I've got to think about what I'm going to do, but it's going to involve giveaways. It's going to involve some fun stuff. So next week, bonus episode, then catch me for episode 100. And I'll talk to you again on the next episode of the Read and Mimi Do It show. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcast, and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Read and Mimi Do It show. And my goal is to share this business-boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month, one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser-focused and go all-in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to readamimidoit.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode. Oh, oh, oh.